Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Mm -mm, Poker Face, my poker face. (laughs) Yeah. Any particular reason why you're humming that tune? Yeah. Oh, what is going on? Sorry. Right. Uh-oh. Can everybody on the camera see that? I, I think so. There's just some Benny flashing lights. Scared. It's like we're in a club or something. Like, you want to break out some club music. Pew, 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 I know. Pew. That reminds me of my disco days. Right. And uh, currently, uh, we actually are... What is that? Well, it's it's a fire drill, but Should I think they're just leaving? testing. Are you well, sure? I might actually, my fire I'm in? actually going to have Valerie check in to see if we actually need to leave the building. Oh, this is going to be cool. Um... Valerie, if, well, are you my fire captain? My captain, my ca- we might, captain. We might have to leave. Captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Welcome, everybody, to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. But we have a plan. We have a world-class champion, Phil Helmuth, youth, Muth, it's, I say Helmuth, joining us here today. We're going to play that for you, as we promised, and we will be right back. I got this like big old smile on my face. Benny's smiling. Charles is smiling. We're all smiling. Why are we smiling, Benny? From ear to ear, 11-time World Series Poker Champion is joined and graced the Dr. Pat show with us today. I'm I'm beside myself, really. I can't, there's he I would, he would read me so quickly on how well I'm feeling right I know. now. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no contest. He's like, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Benny, I'm, he ain't got nothing. Look no, at him. He's yeah. got a smile. I'm all in. It. They're all out. I know, right? <laughs> Phil Helmuth joining us here today. Phil, Phil, Phil. Welcome to the Dr. Pat show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you on air. And you know, to just kind of, you know, listen, what is this like to listen to people like all giddy about you? <laughs> Well, I love it. I mean, you know, I mean, I love it when people are enthusiastic and, you know, are fans, and it's really cool, you know. So, yeah, I like that. Well, and, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, I mean, you know, this is, of course, we, we're looking at who you are and looking at what you're doing. But, I mean, you know, this is what, the 20th anniversary of, you know, your first World Series of Poker Championship. Um, you're the leader, uh, leading poker professional. And 19-plus, uh, as Benny said, top poker players share how the stories of how they broke into the game in your book, Deal Me In. And uh, in the book, Deal Me In, and you're, you're featured in all of this. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you, does this seem surreal for you sometimes? You know what's crazy is that, you know, is that so many people come up to me on a daily basis and they say that I'm their idol or their all-time hero. And then... That's something which you're like, wow, you know, you're mm-hmm. honored by that. And you try, to, mm-hmm. you try to shake their hand and give them a little bit of energy because that's a cool thing for somebody to say. But you hear it so often yeah. that I, I have to really try to make an effort to, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't blow it off. But, I mean, it becomes difficult because it, it is so surreal because people just stare at me everywhere I go. And, you know, and they, and they stop me. They ask for pictures. I mean... And autographs just all, it's just, it's really crazy. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, being an A-lister right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a bit surreal. And, and I'll tell you, I, I like it about 70% of the time. And then maybe 30% of the time, I'm ready to just 
<laughs> retreat to my <laughs> retreat to my suite, get a little sleep, you know. Yeah, sometimes you hold them and sometimes you fold them, right? <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, you know, I never, I haven't had to wait in line at mm. you know any nightclub since two thousand three, or I don't have to wait in line at restaurants. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, you go into a restaurant and. You know, they say, well, you, you can't get at this place for three months, and then, you know, and my assistant will call and say, well, Phil will need the reservation in an hour. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, enthusiastic to have me on top of it. So it, it does get a little surreal, and, uh, but, you know, I think I think I deal with it pretty well. Yeah, I, I always think sign you do, the too. Autograph. I think you do, too. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you know, there is a lot you're involved with. I mean, you're taking time out of a very busy schedule to join us here today. And so, obviously, you're motivated to tell a story. And I wanted to ask you to share that story with our listeners. Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, what's exciting is we have this book out. And you can only get it at PokerBrat.com. And, uh, you know, PokerBrat.com has my hats and my shirts and my clothing line, and that's really taking off. But now we have this book, and now we're getting sales. And we expect sales on another level. And uh, it's called Deal Me In, and it's the story of the top 20 greatest poker players in the world, how they broke into the game. And uh, I don't think that very many people could have done this book because you had to have all 20 players sign releases, you know. And, you know, and I had to make everybody happy. And uh, and it's just so it's in their own words. It's just a really cool book. Daniel Negreanu wrote his own chapter. You know, some of the stories are so amazing. You have Phil Ivey, who, you know, is, is gambling a million or two million dollars at craps in a single session now. And you think, wow, he's a little, you know, he's out there. Seems <laughs> maybe a little bit reckless. But then you read a story, and he just worked his way to the top. Mm -hmm. He had a great work ethic and really good, great money management. And you're like, wow. And so and you talk in some of the stories, you know, uh, of how these people got to the top are just so interesting. You have people like Eric Seidel and Howard Letter and Annie Duke. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they came out of New York City. You have me out of Wisconsin. You have Doyle Brunson out of Texas. It is Texas Hold'em. You have, you know, one of the greatest Internet players of our time out of, you know, New Jersey. Yes. Um, Duan. I know. Sir. You have, you know, uh, Devilfish who's stomping all over England and Wales and getting in fights, and his story's pretty entertaining. And then you have you have a net, you know, Obastrot who's not 21 yet, all right, but she won the World Series of Poker Europe when she was 18. She had a million dollars in her account by the time she was 17. You know, these stories are just so wild and. It's in, it's in this book. It's all in this book. Deal me in. It's not about strategy, but you learn a lot about what it takes to, to get from A to Z in the poker world in this book. And uh, deal me in at pokerbrat.com. Uh, yeah, and I want to make sure that everybody knows that um, the book, the website is pokerbrat.com. Just write that down, and you can go there, and you can find out more information about the book uh, and the stories. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, Phil. I mean, you know, there are... There are misconceptions about poker players, and uh, and I shared a story with you earlier that, uh, you know, when I was like eight years old, we used to go to Joe Maggio's basement, and he had the roulette wheel, the poker, the chips, and the whole thing, and that's how I learned about poker. So I didn't learn it from a place of the way it's represented in the media. I learned it from a place of a couple kids hanging out, playing some cool games. How did we get from a couple of kids 
hanging out playing cool games to this huge misconception we have about poker players. And that really became obvious on the the uh, Apprentice this year. Well, I mean, you have to you have to take what Joan Rivers says with a grain of salt. I mean, she's mm. she's saying you're a poker player. <laughs> well, I could just as easily have said you're a comedian. You know. <laughs> You I mean, should have on. you should have text message Annie yeah. on that. Yeah, that would have been a great comeback. You're a <laughs> yeah. poker player. You're a comedian. Well, all right, you know. I mean, come on. I do think the one thing that I really disliked about Celebrity Apprentice, and I love that show, and I watched every minute yeah. of it. Of course, Annie being, I mean, it seemed like the show was pretty rigged, and even at you know at the Apprentice website, the numbers came in eighty-seven percent that Annie should have won clearly. Mm-hmm. So. And you know, I mean, I don't know what was going on there, but I know this. I feel like uh, I feel like Annie has perfect ethics and integrity. Mm-hmm. And in our business, this isn't this isn't business where you can do something wrong and move on to the next city or the next deal and not run into somebody again. This is poker. Mm-hmm. We remember, and so if you have perfect honor and ethics in our industry, it means that you've done everything right for twenty years. And Annie's really whatever else you want to say about Annie, she's very highly respected as far as having ethics and integrity. And so I didn't like the fact that Joan was hinting around about ethics and integrity, and I don't know her story. So, well, you know, I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, I don't know how you go from poker player to calling somebody white trash. I hate that term, by the way. You know, I, I really do. I don't know how we come up with some of these terms and and, and how brutal we are to people here, It's Phil. a cheap shot. Really. It's, a, it's a huge... You know, but, but poker's riding high, and, you yeah. know, I mean, it's going to take some It's gonna take some shots. We're like the number three watch sport in the world right totally. now. Totally. In the country. Amazing. And, I mean, you know, we've become big stars worldwide. I mean, if I go to Israel and land, you know, I'm going to get recognized walking up the street, you know, ten times every street. And if I go to... You know, Russia, the same thing. And so it's really made us big, you know, stars. And I think that there's going to be some backlash there. And Joan Joan Rivers led some of that backlash. And that's okay. We're in a heavyweight title fight here. And And honestly, uh, think about it, Phil. I'm having the first poker party that I've had in 20 years. So you guys are doing something right. <laughs> what do you think uh what do you think people will want to take away most from the book? What inspires you most uh you know about putting this book together, having this book here and people getting it in their hands because there are many life lessons in these stories by the way. You know, oh, this is a book about poker, I mean- but it's beyond that. It's way beyond that. Yeah, it's very inspirational. And you see how people dealt with ups and downs. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, Johnny Chan, 16 years old, has made money, you know, playing in Houston. And then he decides that, to, you know, playing poker at his parents' restaurant, and he decides that he wants to come to Vegas. And mm-hmm. so he shows up with, like, $10,000. And, of course, they don't check his ID because he has money. He makes a point about that. And he loses all his money within an hour. And he you know, walks downtown, but he finds a poker game, mm-hmm. you know. And the next trip back, he, you know, he runs his money up playing poker. And, uh, you know, and, and then to see what he had to deal with as someone who's Chinese with Chinese parents, you know, and the way that he had to, the way that he had to say, I'm going to become a professional poker player. And his mm-hmm. dad's like, if you leave this house, you'll never come back. Well, you know, Johnny won the world championships by the time he was 27, I think. And mm-hmm. so, you know, 
parents now, and he, he said from then on when he went back to town, his dad couldn't wait to say, hey, you remember my son Johnny, <laughs> the world champion of poker? <laughs> you want his autograph. What was your, I wanted to ask you this question, Phil. I shared a story of my first game of poker. I wanted to ask you, when was your first game of poker, and what were the situations around it? Well, I mean, one thing that gave me the drive that I have to succeed is I have four younger brothers and sisters, so, and they all had better grades than me, and they all seemed to do better athletically than me, so I had to hang on to something, <laughs> so I had to be able to beat them all at games. And so whatever games we played, I studied a lot. I really worked hard on the tactics and playing the game perfectly, and I suppose that's where my temper tantrums rose up from is, if my brothers or sisters ever threw, like, a lucky roll to beat me, you know, at a game of whatever, or maybe they caught a lucky card to make a straighter flush, and be like, oh, that's just so unbelievable. You weren't supposed to make that play. And, <laughs> and that gave them enormous satisfaction to beat me, as it does the people, you know, these mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. And so I started playing poker a long time ago with my neighborhood friends and with my family, and... uh my first professional game, I just stumbled on at the Memorial Union in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the place, man, where you can smoke pot in the open, <laughs> but, but they don't want you. Good years ago, but they didn't want you to, you know, gamble. Right, exactly. Because so, <laughs> those two don't go hand in hand, was, of course. No, so we had, right, no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not a drug guy, but, but we used to play with these, you know, the old days, you used to play with these, like, red, white, and blue plastic chips. You know the ones I'm talking about? I, I have my first set! <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> you mean so, I'm not we, supposed to use those now, yeah. Phil? <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to use those. So, but we used Austrian coins, and we played a game called Hold'em. Hmm. So they didn't really know we were gambling. And, uh, and that's kind of, you know, where my first, I guess, professional game was, although it was maybe a $10 buy-in way back when. <laughs> uh, you know, I know you've got to run. Thank you for joining us here today. But I've got, a, I've got one more question for you. And, you know, it's kind of this question that I, that I hope the book and I hope what you're doing, I hope we move beyond it. And that is the misconception about poker players. We just touched on it a little bit. But I wanted to ask you, is there one thing that someone might say about poker players that would just have the hair on your back stand up? Well, I don't like it when, I don't like it when, Anybody's, I don't like it when these players' integrity is in question because, you know, 80% of these players, or maybe 90, 85%, have, have done everything perfectly when it comes to ethics and integrity. And, and we don't, you know, if I loan someone sitting across the table from me, you know, there's a whole group of guys throughout my life, they say, they say throw me $50,000, and I'll just throw the chips over there, boom, here's 50. And I don't think twice about it, and I think that in real society what people do is, they write a contract for a loan and all this BS, you know. <laughs> and I just, and I just say, well, when can you pay me? And they say, oh, later today. Boom, there's fifty thousand. <laughs> and that's the kind of integrity that the top players have, where you don't even have to question their work for fifty or hundred thousand dollars. And so, I don't think that there are a lot of misconceptions about poker players out there. I really don't. I think that ESPN has shown the personalities, and and I think that you know, I think Joan Rivers has personally, uh, you know, dealt us a little blow. Mm. But I think that, you know, well, I do bristle when I hear some of the stuff that's said. 
Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, people, the average person watching that just really, you know, they got it because, you know, part of what you're watching is you're just watching how absolutely pristine Annie's business acumen is. I mean, it's amazing. Benny, you wanted to? Well, I was just going to say, you know, for, for Phil and where he's coming from is he's been doing what's so-called the grind. I mean, the big-time players from way back, and, you know, and he's listed many of these great, you know, Fabulous people in his book, you know, you know the Bron- the Doyle Bronsons. You know, what is your real take on like the online celebs? You know, they're kind of making their way. Do yeah, you think they really question. deserve to be in those seats where you have earned, obviously, from all the bracelets you won? I mean, what's your not super fast, but you know, your take on the online guys? Well, I think that I think that you know, I think that um, what happens is uh, some of these online guys are good stories. I think. Look, it's about television mm-hmm. to a certain degree, right? I mean, ESPN wants rating, NBC wants ratings, and so they pit old school against new school. So they know when they have the heroes of the internet playing against me and Daniel Negreanu, right. and Phil Ivey and Doyle Brunson mm-hmm. and some of the other great players, Chan, Eric Seidel. Mm-hmm. They know when they put those guys against us that people are going to watch. Sure. And so, as some of these guys have truly, you know, earned that. They've earned that shot because if you start with like no money and you win ten million dollars on the internet, sitting in your living room, that is that's pretty cool. And you know, I mean, you have to give that player some respect. Sure. And so, we don't mind competing against those guys, and uh, and I think it's good for television rating. Mm-hmm. Um, did they really earn their spots? Uh, you know, so far, no. But but no one's you know proclaiming them to be great. We've mm-hmm. had internet players that were supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, and lo and behold, you know, nine months later they're broke. I've had yeah. guys tell me this is the greatest player ever. He won three million on the internet. He played in the biggest games. He crushed them. And then two or three of those guys, you're like, well, where is he? Oh well, he's broke now. He disappeared back home for a while. Well, I have to tell you, I am looking forward to your autobiography, Poker Brat. I know it's coming out in 2010. One of the things, or a few of the things people don't know about you, Phil, and I want to, I want to mention them, because I think it's important, is that, well, you know, you, you contribute. You contribute to Habitat for Humanity. You contribute to, to charitable contributions. And by the way, you know, people don't know, you've given away all of your uh, WSOP bracelets to family and friends, exception of the first. I've done that, and the other thing I'm kind of proud of is yeah. that, you know, is that I've never cheated on my wife in, what is it, 20 years now. Almost 20 years we've been together, and, mm. you know, it gets tougher and tougher. I, I'm a man, I admit it. <laughs> you know, it gets tougher and tougher when these models are, they, they, they see this persona of this bad boy, and so, but I'm proud of that, you know, and I mean, I, I'm a family guy, and uh, I spend, mm-hmm. you know, I don't live in Las Vegas like the other top 50 players in the world. I'm the the, 40, the 50th, you know, the one out of 50 that lives still in Northern California with his wife and kids. And so, you know, I mean, I, I would like people to remember that I'm a family man. First. Well, I, I do remember that. I will remember that. And with your two boys. And, you know, what do you say to your boys? You know, how do you describe your profession? Well, my boys are getting a lot older now. So yeah. they see it. Their friends see me on TV all the time. And you know, and now, of course, you can YouTube all my antics. So, nice. you know, their friends are well-versed in what Phil has done. And I think it's a little embarrassing for my kids. Yeah. My dad can call your dad out. Yeah, that's what they're waiting for. <laughs> your dad just threw a temper tantrum on me. Yes, he does. 
Oh, and I, I have a, I, I really, I have something I want to ask for. I want to ask you for something, Phil. Okay. okay. I would love to interview your wife. <laughs> uh, she, it's possible that she would. It's possible she would do a radio interview. Yes. Just yesterday, she was pitched on. They want to do a show about the wives of the most famous gamblers. And totally. The, I, I would love to do is that. A doctor, and she's like, uh, she's gone a long ways out of her way to avoid press, and she gets mad when ESPN shows her. I'm like, honey, they've shown you like ten minutes in like forty hours of Phil coverage. You know, I mean, they've, they've requested. So, I mean, basically, she has a deal with the producers where they won't show her very much. And she even gets mad when she's shown for 30 seconds. So she's kind of the anti-Phila. I love it. <laughs> That's probably why you guys are together. Phil, thank you so much for joining us. Do, do you want to share a personal message with folks today? Oh, you know, I mean, I think that uh, I think that I think that people out there that are listening to this, you know, should 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 think big in life, you know, mm-hmm. and go for things. And you know, one of the things that I do is I write down, you know, I write down my goals on my bathroom mirror. I have two things: my goals, and the other thing that I like to write down is my blessings. And so, when I get up in the morning, I see what I'm intending to do over the next few years, and so that gets me a little focused. And then I read my blessings, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And so I'm in a good mood. And so that's kind of a trick that I use that I think, you know, that I that I love to share because I think if it, if I help, if I can help a couple million people, uh, then that's a that's that's the benefits come back to me and and uh, and society. Wow, Phil, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. This is a powerful story. For those of you that think you're down and out, these stories will change your life. And we're looking forward to having you back when your autobiography comes on, Phil. Thank you so much. It's pokerbrat.com is the website. Pokerbrat.com is the website. For more information about The Dr. Pat Show, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. I just want to leave with one thing. I want to see the poker brat go against... Mike the Mouth, Matasau. That's 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 a, that's a battle in itself, right there. There's no poker being played. It's just the two of them going at it. Okay, you heard it Mike first. Mike has a Phil. good heart. Mike has a good heart, and he has an autobiography that's just come out called Check Raising the Devil. Yeah. Uh, and he's mad that I didn't put him in my book. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you how you're living the life now, not doing that. <laughs> no, he because I was over at his house like two nights ago watching the Lakers game. Because uh-huh. I mean, he, he has a good heart. Actually, he's a good yeah. guy. And so, so, so I mean, whenever I'm with him and I'm with a player that's in the book, I'm like, well, you know that Lane Flax in the book, right, Mike? And then that just drives Mike nuts. <laughs> how could Lane get? How could Lane make it in there? And I'm like, well, well, Lane has six world championships, Mike. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, go back to the game. You know, you know what I feel coming on, Phil, and I hope you're open to this. Uh, having the both of you on to do a radio show oh, with the both of you guys. What do you think about that? Can you think about that for a little bit? <laughs> okay, you got it. I'll tell my. I'll okay. tell my people. My people will call your people. Tell your people, <laughs> and then tell his people, and let's set it up. We will have a blast. Thank you, Phil, so much for joining us here today. Have a good one, guys. And we're actually back in the studio now. In the studio. We're blotting our faces blotting off. Blotting our faces. Whew. You ran up the stairs, dude, I did. didn't and, you? Yeah, and I was hoping I could 
Well, I got struggled. I, I got stuck behind a couple of people from floor seven, and uh, we. Were well, they're the IT people. Yeah, you know, and so I was trying to fly by them, and you actually took the elevator and met me I right did. at the top, and I was like, "Man, I did all that work for nothing." No, but you did a good job. We all got back. Uh, that was the interview with Phil Helmuth. Um, yeah. And the reason, again, why we're playing that interview is because he's actually still in a tournament right now in Vegas. We were going to have a live interview with him this morning, and uh, he's at the Bellagio. And, you know, we don't want to break him up from the table. You know, no. it's, it's grueling. It's intense. So, of course, we left him a message. But he's still in the game. Yeah, so we left him a message, and hope I should have got. we should have called him live to leave a message. We should have called him. We should call him now yeah. and sing happy birthday. Why don't we call him, and in his phone, we can leave the birthday song that we're going to play for him. <laughs> we could probably do that. Can we do that or uh, not? I will do my best. Uh, so, How yeah. do we do that? Well, you just add him on. Yeah. So, well, well, I'm conveniently not set up for that. So... I've got other stuff open here, Pat. <sighs> Jimmy's freaking out because we had to leave him in the middle of the top oh, of the Jimmy, hours. Oh, so, Jimmy, we're so sorry. Yeah, so we had a fire drill in our building. That's why we left. And then conveniently it all worked out because Phil couldn't make it to the interview. Yeah, and the so, real story uh, yeah. is we actually went in the back room to play, finish up our own game of poker. Yeah, okay? right? Yeah. Texas Fold'em. I had you. <laughs> <laughs> I had you. Well, notice what I called it. It's not Texas Hold'em for me. It's Texas Fold'em for well, me. you got to do that. I that is say. why I have don't play poker regularly. I haven't <laughs> played since Joe, my friend Joe Maggio and I went down my base, down his basement where he taught me how to play um, garage, actually. He taught me how to play poker, roulette, and everything. He had like this mm-hmm. mini gambling place down mini. there. Yeah, I was, was like, I was like nine good. years old was when I learned how to play <laughs> poker. So you're like a pro then. I, you know, I, I just love to play. No, I don't consider myself a pro because I think in order to be a pro, you have to know some things, mm. right? Yeah. I know nothing. Just a couple. I just know how to play the game. I don't like, you know, like count the cards or how many jacks do you have and what do I think you have? And and I don't even know. I just play the game. <laughs> I think that's why I do so well because people can't figure out what I'm doing and I'm just having fun. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. It's just fun. I hear you. But do I have a poker face or not? I think you do. Do you think I do? Absolutely. You do, do you have a poker face? No, I'm weak. Do you think Valerie has a poker Absolutely. face? Absolutely. She is. Literally, I think she, she is. Wears, the, she wears I, the shades to the best. I think that she, out of all of us, she is the queen of the poker face of the three of us. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And Lady Gaga has a few things to say about it as well. We'll be right back. Baby, stay with me. I love it. Love game intuition. Play the cards with space to start. And after This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, and I am here with Becky Miller from Kent, who is another successful client of Positive Changes. Becky, how much weight have you lost since coming to Positive Changes? I've lost 65 pounds. How does that make you feel? It put me back in control. I had no deprivation. If I really wanted something to eat, I would take a couple bites and push the rest away. Was it easy to lose the weight? It was really easy. It made me make better food choices. I didn't give up anything. I think I will really keep this weight off forever. How has losing the 65 pounds affected your health? My cholesterol is lower. I'm off my blood pressure medication. My knees don't hurt anymore. My back doesn't hurt. I feel awesome. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. Are you tired of waking with aches and pains? Sick of taking one prescription drug after another? 
Would you like to take complete charge of your health? At Vitality Chiropractic, Dr. Bonnie Verhunt specializes in all-natural treatments for everything from arthritis to chronic fatigue. For information on how chiropractic can change your life, visit vitalitychiropractic.com or call 206-824-5521. And be sure to listen to Dr. Bonnie Verhunt on The Dr. Pat Show. Are you ready for balance and wellness? Daisy Thompson at Northwest Healing Studio is a nationally known energy intuitive and Reiki master. By repatterning your energy structure, Daisy can help you make the changes you need to start attracting the life you want to experience. If you live with depression, anxiety, illness, pain, or stress, call Daisy at 206-550-8469 and begin to realize your true path in life. Visit NorthwestHealingStudio.com. Do you want to prosper by working in harmony with the universe? Show host Madeline Gerwick offers the 2009 Good Timing Guide so you can know the divine plan of the day. This color-coded guide provides good timing for all your important actions. And the last books are on sale now. To order, call 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300. Or go to AskMadeline.com. That's A-S-K-M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E. Margaret McElroy is an internationally recognized psychic, medium, and gifted spiritual teacher graduating hundreds of students from five continents. A popular magazine and newspaper clairvoyant from nearly a dozen publishing houses, she's authored eight books and hosted syndicated radio shows on over 30 stations around the world. Margaret says there's never been such a thirst for metaphysical knowledge. Check out her website at margaretmcelroy.com. That's Margaret, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y dot com. Yes, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, you know, we were scheduled to have Phil on the show. And, you know, he is, wow, he's known as the poker brat, but he's also known as one of the, you know, top poker players in the world. And uh, he is in the middle of a tournament. Is that the right language? Yeah, big time tournament tournament down in Vegas. Yeah, sure. But we also have a special announcement. That it's his birthday today. Mm-hmm. His birthday today. Phil has a birthday today, but I'm not sure I know um, exactly where he is in the tournament and, you know, how he's made out along the way. Um, I don't think I know about any of that. Uh, but we'll find that information out. If he decides to dial us up and join us, we will get the skinny from him. And we might as well sing him a happy birthday, too, while we're at it, right? Let's go ahead and just do that for him. Happy birthday to Phil. Happy birthday to the poker brat. Happy birthday, dear Phil. We love you, kid. We love you. Happy birthday to Phil. Woo! 
was my lounge version. Honey, that is a classic. I am going <laughs> to pull that out and edit it. That is so, so very good. I don't think Val was a big fan of it. She's not a huge lounge singing fan, I don't think. She could have joined me in here if she wanted to. She could have. Does she sing? Does uh, Valerie sing? I don't know. Valerie, do you, do you she sing? says no right oh, okay. away. She's like me. She might dance. She. So it'll be like a duet, like a combo thing. Like a dance and... Well, I don't know. It could be interpretive dance. <laughs> She's like, no. Well, we want to thank uh, Phil for... That was an interview we had done with him, which was a fun interview. We still don't have his wife. What's up with that? we got to call Bobby. She sounds like she's just as busy as Phil these days. Well, I think. You know, if he's out of the tournament, she's probably applying some cold presses to yeah, his no, head or something like that. Or to that. his head. Yeah, to his head. It's got to be a strenuous uh, sport. I mean, I haven't gotten into it as much as I'd hope, but... Well, I think he said a few things that are very interesting, Benny. One of them is that they don't live in Vegas. Mm-mm. That's and, smart. Well, I, I can only... I'm, you know, it's hard for me to kind of imagine, but I see that it's important that they don't live in Vegas, which means that he has a whole other life and family. On the other hand, um, is... Living in Vegas, I mean, for people that are professional at this, is that important to do? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's almost like not living in a town that has a radio studio and you being a radio host right. uh, of sorts. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I have mixed feelings about poker, gambling, etc., uh, and at the same time, I really appreciate it as a sport, and I really do consider it a sport. And that's what it should be seen as, as a sport, and sometimes a sport can get the best of you, and there are, you know, gambling uh, situations and institutions that will help in, you know, in, in people with a gambling problem, which is definitely a good thing to have. Um, it takes a lot of mental game, and sometimes it can get the best of anybody. And money is nothing to be thrown, you know, shouldn't be thrown around and also a laughing matter. I mean, you know, they do what they do. I actually kind of respect on how he doesn't live there also, because then it's like you're going to the match. You know, it's part of the, the sport itself. If you live there, you might be caught up in some other, you know, things there in Vegas in itself. And you're probably going to be constantly playing. Maybe he's just learned how to separate it. Um, I, I, I think guess the newcomer, so. the newcomers might have, you know. I think so. You know, it's kind of interesting to uh, if if you if you've ever watched those championships. I forget what channels they're they're on now. I know they're on a lot of the it's cable channels, Spike and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and then I think mm-hmm. ESPN will play some of the yeah. other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what is it, the top final kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet at the same time, I watch the intensity that they play, and we get to see things that if you're in the game you don't get to see like they got that little mini camera that shows you the two cards right and the guys we're also the the ladies the guy the guys or the gals right deck right 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 right. yeah and you're watching right as if you are playing the game sure so here we are we've got this table of people playing the game and so you get to see what's in their down cards Mm -hmm. right and all of a sudden we instantaneously become poker experts yeah it's like oh oh i wouldn't do that i would put all in oh i wouldn't you know why well they can't see the other person's cards like we can see them right and the thing is is you're seeing also a sped up version that's been produced is that right that's not like absolutely it goes so much slower there does it really it can last for hours like they have to take breaks 
in between hands. I mean, it can go on so long. You are trying to read your partner and the other players so well that it could take quite a few minutes until your hand is actually played. They just show probably the more like highlighted moments. But there's a lot of time, even you know, in in our own little games at home, like. We all got cards. It could come down to like two or three people, and we remember on some of their hands previously, and we really have to think about it, you know. And then there's other people that play really fast, you know, quick, quick, quick. But for me, I'm in between. Are you? Mm-hmm. What is your favorite poker game? I'm still a fan of the full five card stud. Right. Just still a fan, just because I think there's a little no, more to like it. No, like wild, crazy cards. Yeah. Or like that. No, I mean you really play your hand. I mean it's it makes it a little more. Uh, hyped as far as when you have you know the river out and you know all your other cards on the table because then you're playing more your opponent and other and the deck itself obviously is the best hand. Well, that's seven card that seven, Texas Hold'em, right? Is no, it? that's what they're playing now. Right. The Texas Hold'em is like the the lavish, the biggest and baddest right How now. How many cards is that? That's seven. Uh, well, or five out it? on the board, and you have seven total, so it's the best that's out it. of five. Okay, right, it's the exactly. five best. Right, and so that's what makes it more interesting. Why do they call it the flop? <laughs> That's a good question. We should probably look up well, that. Is like, well, can we have our resident expert look that up? I know. I think Valerie might have to step in on this one. What's what's flop mean? Do you know, Valerie? Can you look that up for us? Can you figure it out? Okay, she's on it. She's all she's of doing, a sudden, yeah. She's gonna do the homework for us. Yeah, it's got to do the homework. Okay. Where did Texas Hold'em come from? Uh, Valerie, okay. another question for you. There you go. She's she's on it. We should well, have done this before. I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, for most of us that grew up with uh, poker dads, you know, I had a poker dad. I actually had a pinochle dad. Uh, or whether, you know, Pokal, Pinochle, the same thing. But, you know, it was like the dad's game. You know, women did not play In the this. garage, beer, no, cigars. No, not, not in the garage, right oh. there at the dining room table oh. with beer and scotch and okay. cigars. Right. Well, I got some It of was it right. a big cigar thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're from an Italian family, there's a wide range of cigars. Like cribbage? <laughs> My folks always did the cribbage did thing the cribbage. when we were little. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I have a friend whose family's like the big cribbage family as well. I don't think they well. gambled on it, though. The, the cribbage? Yeah, I don't think they did that. Well, we, there was a cribbage tournament as well <laughs> sure, there's that was going on. Um, I just don't know how I processed the whole card thing. As kids, we were able to step up and at least hang for a few minutes around this poker table. So, you know, imagine walking, you know, a Saturday night. Uh, was it Saturday that they did this? Actually, I think it was Saturday because there was no gambling on Sunday. You could not do that in a Catholic family. No, no gambling on Sunday. So I think it was either Friday night or Saturday. My dad would have the folks over and Pinochle was the game. Now, I don't even know what Pinochle is. I don't have a clue. I know there are different cards. They don't look like, you know, your regular playing card deck. So, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily uh, you, you know, I don't necessarily fully understand all of that, but I do know that it's when I got to see my uncle, my uncles, my uncle Dickie, my uncle Bobby, my uncle Johnny, my uncle Louie, my uncle Pete, all the uncles, my oh, my uncle Bobby, my uncle Al, who was also there, and so uh, you know, imagine this setting. In a in this brick house in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and you've got all the families with all their new cars showing up on oh, the block. Their new cars. They all had up. new cars. Uh-huh. They did new big, giant, big, big cars. 
They all had these new big cars showing up. That's what I remember, shiny cars in all sorts of colors. And they show up and they pull up to your house. And out of these cars, generally at the same time, because the rule of the family around the card thing is you have to show up on time or you are not in the game. You have to show up on time or you're not going to be in the Why game. Why is that? Why would they do that? I don't know. A family rule. Oh. This was the family. If not, you got to eat extra meatballs or something like that. Uh, you just didn't get in. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember one of my uncles. Gosh, which uncle was it that was late? I can't remember. Bobby was always late. Bobby mm-hmm, was always mm-hmm. late. He was with a girlfriend. Always with a girlfriend somewhere. And he would show up late. Um, and, and he would beg. Half an Italian, half an English. But imagine all of a sudden unloading in this row of homes in the Bronx, right? Huntington Avenue in the Bronx. These row of cars all of a sudden take over the street. And out of these cars comes the best dressed men you probably have seen in a long time. You could eat off of my Uncle Dickie's shoes. Like mine today. Seriously. Like me. And you know, like in the movies where you see, um, you know, some of these ethnic movies, so to speak. I'm not going to mention any names Mm -hmm. where they're like all wearing shiny suits and great ties. This is what happens is they show up. They look great. They come in. The first thing that happens is they usually get in some cheese or salami or something and some scotch and something to drink. (laughs) And the drinks are like all on the table. And then these guys take their jackets off and they pull up to the table. And within minutes... The room is filled with smoke, smoke, cigar smoke, big cigars, Cuban cigars, Italian cigars. Only the best. Short little stogie guitars, (laughs) cigars. And in the background, and this is going to be a test for you. I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. In the background, Mario Lanza. In the background. Mario Lanza, salami across the table, Zambuca, cigars, and Pinaco. That's part of the childhood I had. Let's take a short <laughs> break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Facho. Lost all expression. Said if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away, know when to run, you never count your money. Did you know Greek Oats Yogurt fat content actually helps you lose weight? Not only does this healthy fat contribute to curbing sugar cravings, also the probiotic bacteria in Greek Oats Yogurt has an effect on how fats are metabolized and absorbed by the body. So don't forget to pack a Greek Oats Yogurt for a snack today. For more information, visit GreekGutsYogurt.com and AnnaLuke.com. The hardest part of mental illness is that you don't understand yourself. My friends stopped calling. I went through a divorce. I felt like there was nowhere I could turn. Then I read a story in the newspaper about NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's not that they gave me the reasons to get out of bed or get on with my day. It's that they showed me how. One in five adults lives with depression, schizophrenia, anxiety, or other mental illnesses. NAMI provides education and support. Go to NAMI.org or call 800-950-NAMI. Are you where you want to be right now? Do worry, fear, and doubt stop you from feeling your best and living abundantly? Create your heart's desire. Live life to the fullest. How? Schedule a coaching session with Dr. Joanne White 
author, motivational speaker, life, business coach, and energy intuitive. The Success Doc will motivate and inspire you to your own greatness. Call 877-DOC-WHITE or visit docwhite.org. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick, and I want to help you become financially free. Go to my website, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com, and you'll find my book that just became a bestseller, Passing Up Susie Orman and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And when you buy my book today, you're going to get four ebooks, all for the price of one. Plus, I'm going to throw in six CD downloads absolutely free when you buy my book today. Go to my website, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com. SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com. It's a new day. Join intuitive coach Don Marie Stansfield every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on KKNW AM 1150. Don Marie focuses on the self-empowerment of individuals by examining present-day circumstances. She offers practical tools you can use to help overcome difficult situations and move forward on your life path. Learn more at DonsVision.com and catch It's a New Day with Don Marie Stansfield, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. When to hold them, you got to know when to fold them. I think Kenny Rogers looks like you a, got to, a poker chip these days. Plastic. Kenny, he's done, he? He's had quite a lot of work done. I mean, he's masterful though, Kenny. Oh no, I know he sings great, but why I mean, aren't we getting I even recognize Kenny on the I show? Kenny Rogers and Phil on the show. I take back what I'm Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, we're talking to you, sister. Tacy, Kenny Rogers. Don't you think? You know, I had a moment when I was down the hall earlier in the little coffee area down there. You know, the tea that down down that area. So they play Kixie. Do I am I saying that yeah. right? Kixie. Mm-hmm. They play Kixie uh, in the hallways as you walk through. And so all of a sudden on Kixie was and then the the uh, DJ for Kixie Dan. Dan Murphy. Dan Murphy. Yep. He's also the Love operations Dan. manager over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, guess who comes on? Barry Manilow. <laughs> I had uh, a Barry Manilow moment. I was like mesmerized. I stopped <laughs> in my tracks. I couldn't pour my tea water. Why? I was with Barry. Oh. This is kind of a sped up version. Wait, let me pass. Is it really? Yeah. There you go. Copacabana. Okay, quiz time. All right, that Bam. means we go to our the queen on the boards. We've got Valerie. The queen on the boards. The queen We've on got the boards. The queen on the keyboards. Why right. are you dragging me into this? <laughs> <laughs> she loves it, right? <laughs> because you know what? You got to know when to hold them, and you got to know when to fold them, and you haven't folded them right, yet. Right, 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 right. Okay, so we have a quiz. Mm-hmm. Did you? Where did Texas Hold'em originate from? 
And don't be saying George Bush or anything like that. Ooh. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm from Texas, so <gasps> so she's got a good start. A head I'm not going to say anything bad about that state, <laughs> don't even mess, though there's plenty. <laughs> don't mess with Texas, right? Well, okay. First of all, there I can't find any hardcore facts. This is just stuff that people say they think this is where poker comes from. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's such an old game, mm. so nobody's saying fact, fact, fact. But Texas Hold'em originally was created in a town called Robstown, Texas. All right. It's at the border at, near Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. And they these guys took it to Vegas in the 50s, and they just called it Hold'em. Mm-hmm. But since the guys were from Texas, people in Vegas started changing the name. Kind of adopted the name over. What do you think, Pat? <laughs> She's not buying it. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, I think we're okay with that. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'd buy it. You know, but I got to tell you, Texas must have been asleep at the switch to let Vegas pick up the deal. Well, you know what I'm there's saying? Some royalties, Texas I'm Hold'em sure. needs to be played in Texas. There's probably some royalties. Well, you can't gamble in Texas. Oh, hence oh. lies the problem. Okay. Yeah, there goes the problem. State law. State law. You have really? to go to Oklahoma for Oklahoma that. Oklahoma for that. There, you don't Very go good. to Oklahoma as Is a Texas Texan. one of the states where you can't buy alcohol on Sunday as well? Absolutely. Okay, that's good. I don't think Jersey is, though. I don't think that's true. What is the matter with people down there? Okay. Come on. Just, just, They're trying to keep us out of trouble. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Not moving so, there. Okay. So then, all right, Texas Hold'em. So we have an idea about that. Um, they probably don't let Phil in the state either. <laughs> Phil the Topoka <laughs> And brat. the huge security and the, around yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So where does some of the language come from? You know, I grew up in Joe Maggio's basement, Benny. This is true. <laughs> this basement garage area. And we play poker, five card, seven card, all that. I'm like, you know, nine, ten years old learning this. But where is this whole, like, the flop? What is that about? Yeah, yeah. Va- <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> Again, nobody really knows where these terms are coming this from. This isn't what I can see how it happened. I'm just going to put my disclaimer on it that okay. I did not say this is hardcore fact. Okay. okay, no, that's okay. Well, honestly, there's a whole disclaimer at the front of the show, which, which <laughs> okay. all Takes of the stations, yeah, yeah CBS, so CBS, uh, both, you know, in Seattle, all of they all have this little thing they say <laughs> that says, oh, the show that's coming up with Dr. Pat, you know, we're not responsible for anything she says. I just don't want anybody to call me and say, Valerie, that's not true. That's oh, not no, what. we don't have that here. Let's make sure we give it our cell number. <laughs> okay, tell okay. us. Um, flop uh, originated, supposedly, because when you put the community cards down on the table, the dealer just flopped them out, quote, unquote. He was drinking. Probably That's so. it. That's what I remember about Pinochle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cards were flopping, and so <laughs> were the players. Okay, so that's really kind of cool, though. Don't you think? I uh, think that's okay. interesting. So what other terms did you find? This is this is kind of fun for me. I rarely get to do this. You're putting me on the spot. That's oh. perfect. That's <laughs> okay. exactly what we're doing. Okay. Well, I it's thought- such a popular game. I mean, honestly, um, I have a few friends. When we get to play, we don't play this game because I don't know. I think they're like in protest of it because it's hard to go and play cards, even if for fun, mm-hmm. where this game is not played. It is like, and now with Lady Gaga and the whole poker face thing, I know, it's, it's like a whole deal. So okay, there's the wh- river and there's also the turn. The river. What is the river? Okay, the river says Why would we call, you know, the river? And which comes first, the flop, the river? She can tell us that. Okay. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's like 10 questions all thrown at me at once. Okay, Okay. Benny, you ask her. See, this is what you do to me, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, the river. Uh, supposedly, poker was played on a lot of river boats. Mm. And people that would cheat if they didn't like the cards that they had would toss them over <gasps> board. To toss the, the people cards. over. Oh, no, no the cards. Okay. And oh, had cards the stuck people. up their sleeves that they would use. Oh, that makes sense. So, so why do we call the river? And I mean, isn't that just a drop card? One it's, of the the uh, the uh, order of which you receive cards? No. No. What is that? When does the river show up? In, it's the in, last in, card. Oh, yeah, the, it's last the last card. The flop, the turn, the river. Yeah. The flop, the turn. What's the turn then? The flop. She's looking that up. The turn. It's probably when the boat the decides to turn around to find a deeper spot for those cards. The to turn jump. means that I'm turning around because I know you're cheating. Exactly. I'm watching you now. It's when the brain switches on I think you're on cheating. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll look up turn, but I want to talk about out because I thought this one was interesting. Okay, okay. That was funny. I haven't heard right. this one. Well, it, they said that, you know, you say I'm out, you know, to get yourself out of, quote, of trouble, quote unquote. But they said back in the day when poker originally was uh-huh. played... That they would actually physically put you out if they didn't like, if you stopped playing poker, you ran out of money, that they would throw you out on the street. I thought that was interesting. Huh, okay. I believe that. I believe that. I actually think I saw one of my uncles get thrown out on the street <laughs> in one of the family poker games. Uh, wow. You get like an A. Like a five-star researcher. She still needs to find the turn, which actually I did. Oh, oh. the turn is the fourth. <laughs> the turn is the fourth community card put up face up by itself, known as the fourth street. We all know that already. Well, where did it then, originate? Then help me Where out. did it originate? Then that's Thank where you. you. That goes goes back to you. Okay, where I'm, did it originate? I'm doing filler. I'm doing filler here. Okay, filler is not okay for everyone. Filler is like a radio term. It is not a poker term. We don't send us any emails about. Okay, no. Filler is a radio term. Jimmy just instantly messaged me. He goes, this is so it's educational. I'm loving it's this. It's very good. <laughs> you know, our affiliate stations who really know, wanted right? the show to be like five days a week, I can feel them now. Wow. Oh, rethink, rethink. Well, hey, let's just do some real fast. <laughs> what is a full boat then, Pat? A full house. A full boat. Okay. Uh, then you just... Uh, a full right, boat? I was trying to give you a different I can term. tell. Okay, yeah. A full boat is when you have a full house and you still have people that want to play you put them outside on the boat. Right. <laughs> How many cards of which, though? What deter- What de- decides and discern- discern- determines? Three and two. There you go. Three and two. Three of a kind. That's three threes mm-hmm. or three aces. And Good. then two of another kind is a full a boat, full house. So full kings over aces or something like that. Kings over aces or something. Mine, no, mine would be aces over kings. Oh. That would probably uh, be mine. You're right. Right. Yeah. Okay, ask me another one. Dead man's hand. Dead man? Dead man's hand. Dead man's hand. Wow. That's when you fold. (laughs) Aces and eights, hand known from Wild Bill Hickok's last hand. Makes sense. Wow. Aces and eights. Aces and eights. Oh, my gosh. We never want to have those. Do we have a... Nope, she's still looking. I don't think we'll have time for the last one. We're not going to have time to find out what happened to Wild Bill Hickok. (laughs) I mean, that's going to be... What happened to him? Why was that his last hand? Well, we're just uh, getting things, Valerie warmed up for the next show. left to be unknown. Wow, absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. We have a very, very powerful show coming up for you. We have the Perf Go Green Hour, green by choice. But more importantly, you are going to hear about a global petition, something that's never done before, and we need your help to pay it forward. We'll be right back.